everyone, and welcome in to After Hours, a minor league baseball podcast. My name is Brandon Apter. I am your host. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're just joining me for the first time on this here podcast, I spent nine years in the industry of minor league baseball, primarily in community relations, marketing, and promotions. Worked with the Reading Fightin' Phils, the Wilmington Blue Rocks, Frederick Keys, Gwinnett Braves, now Gwinnett Stripers, and the Charlotte Stone Crabs and Tampa Bay Rays spring training in Florida, and really developed a passion for the industry and the ins and outs of how the business works, and really just thought it would be cool to start a podcast. So I appreciate everybody joining me for this episode. The show is available to download and subscribe on a number of different podcast platforms, including iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, as well as Anchor, Overcast, and a few others as well. The show is also on Twitter, at After Hours Pod. You can find it on Facebook as well. I know Facebook isn't really a big thing much anymore, but it's on there too. And just a shameless plug, me and my friend Tony started a podcast talking sports called Sports Talk with Tony and Brandon. You can follow that on Twitter at Sports Talk T and B, T A N D B. And you can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and Google as well. So in this episode, we're going to go back into speaking with someone from the minor league baseball offices, as I will be joined by MILB's manager for special events and affiliate programming, Paige Hegedus. She is in charge of a number of things in her position, including the Professional Baseball Employment Opportunity, or PBEO Job Fair, the Minor League Baseball College Speaker Series, as well as the annual Innovators Summit and Baseball Winter Meetings. So she plays a big part in the planning and execution of a lot of events. The PBEO Job Fair being a really big one, it's where I met a lot of the people that I connected with and still network with these days in baseball, and we know how important networking is in general, but really in the industry of minor league baseball, because everybody knows everybody, even though there are 160 teams across the United States. So all that being said, please enjoy this episode of After Hours, a minor league baseball podcast. All right, everyone, welcome back into After Hours, a minor league baseball podcast. And right now I am joined by minor league baseball's manager of special events and affiliate programming, Paige Hegedus. Paige, thank you so much for taking some time to, to talk with me. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So it's nice to be talking with some people in the minor league baseball offices located in St. Petersburg because there's so much that goes on with the individual teams when it comes to planning events and promotions going through the ticket sales process and everything but when it comes to the minor league office there's so much that goes on there and a lot of different uh aspects of the business to to talk about so talked with one of your colleagues a couple weeks ago about the initiative programs that you guys are doing but you you primarily work with the special events and programming for minor league baseball uh, but before joining minor league baseball you kind of served in a 
variety of different positions for a variety of different organizations, including the Botanical Garden of the Ozarks, uh, of the Ozark, Walt Disney World, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and tickets. So my first question for you is what first got you interested into the product of minor league baseball and, and what have you enjoyed about it uh, so far? Yeah, you know, I always knew I wanted to go into sports, but going into college, I successfully avoided any type of sport internship, um, and it just kind of fell in my lap, and I, you know, I used to go to a lot of Major League Baseball networking events, um, specifically the, the Diversity Summit, um, and it was a great way to get to network with people, and it was an awesome experience, and I really got to learn about the business side of baseball and what they were doing to promote diversity and inclusion, um, and didn't walk away with a job from attending any of those events, um, but was connected through a LinkedIn group um, with the man who started the event, and he would just send us different job opportunities. And as I was finishing out my senior year at school, um, got desperate and just started applying for anything and everything that came my way and right. just saw a special events internship with the minor league baseball headquarters in St. Pete. And I thought, why not? I want to do events. And then I want to get into baseball, so this is probably my last chance to do so, and applied for the position, went through the interview process, and just really fell in love with the people who worked at the office and felt like I could grow as a professional with the office, mm-hmm. and before I knew it, I was packing my bags two weeks after graduation, moved down to St. Pete, and was just thrown into the world of minor league baseball, fell in love very quickly during my time, and was very fortunate to be offered full-time right afterwards. Well, that's awesome. And you went to college in Arkansas, right? I did, yes, sir. So is that where you're from originally? Nope, I'm from Houston, Texas. I grew up being an Astros fan, and baseball was always in my family's world, and Mm -hmm. that's some some of our favorite memories. And at 17, I just knew that I wanted to work in baseball, and again, just kind of avoided it (laughs) all throughout college. So very fortunate to be here. Yeah, definitely. And when when it came... to moving from Houston to Florida, what was kind of the biggest change, the biggest transition for you? Uh, Being close to the beach. (laughs) I was used to humidity my entire life, so it was nice to actually have a beautiful beach because I grew up with Galveston, which is just filled with seaweed. But um, for the most part, it was a pretty smooth transition. I vacationed there a lot as a kid, and I did spend some time at Walt Disney World through an internship, so lived in Orlando for about seven months. So it was kind of nice to move over to the coast in St. Petersburg. Yeah. And your experiences with the different organizations that you worked with, whether it be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or Walt Disney World, like you mentioned again, how do you think those experiences helped you for what you're doing now? Yeah. You know, with the Botanical Gardens, it was a nonprofit. So it was me and my director Um, so it was all hands on deck. So I was doing, you know, opening the venue, cleaning the venue, working with different vendors, working with the clients. And, um, from there, just kind of learned how to problem solve on my own at a very young age. Um, so when I transitioned over to minor league baseball, we're all hands on deck, whether we're here at the national office or we're at a club, um, it's a small organization and everybody kind of has their hands in different buckets when it comes to responsibility. So it was a great way to kind of show that I could handle a lot of projects. And Walt Disney World just taught me customer service. And Mm -hmm. right now in my current role, I service all 160 clubs. Um, So it just taught me great communication skills and how to troubleshoot issues. Um, So even though I don't have that baseball background, it's all transferable. And it's just 
it helped me become a you know stronger employee for minor league baseball. Definitely. And you always hear so many different background stories when it comes to getting into sports or minor league baseball and, and how exactly each person is, is molded into what they are prior to starting their career in the world of minor league baseball. So when it comes to getting a job in minor league baseball with a club, with one of the organizations involved with minor league baseball, one of the first places people might look is a place called PBEO, which it stands for Professional Baseball Employment Opportunities. And that's under your umbrella of uh, main job responsibilities at minor league baseball. I know for me personally, PBEO was something I started looking at back in college in 2008, 2009, Went to my first baseball winter meetings in 2009 in Indianapolis and went through the whole process of job searching, putting my resume in different bins, going through seven, eight job interviews in, in one day. It's it's really an overwhelming experience, but the job fair as a whole provides a lot of opportunities for job seekers that are just starting to look for positions or people that have been in the industry for a while that might want a change of scenery or see if there's a step up. So each year at the winter, winter meetings in December at the, at the PBO job fair, it has so many open positions. So how unique is it for minor league baseball as an industry to have something like this for aspiring front office executives? Uh, it's incredibly unique, and I wish I would have known about it in my undergrad. You know, you go to all these different career fairs, and you get to talk to employers, and it's great to learn your elevator pitch, and it's great to learn about what other organizations are doing. But then you have this great conversation, and they look at you, and they're like, I don't have a job right now, but keep us in mind and keep checking our website. And so what's nice right. about the PBO job fair is we have, on average, 400 to 500 jobs posted. So you can go in and apply for as many jobs as you want and have the chance to interview with a team. And then you can walk away with a job offer and be moving across the country the next week. Um, so you don't really see that in other places. And, you know, it's just incredible to be to have the opportunity to walk away with a job offer. Yeah, for sure. I remember my first experience there. I think my first job offer that I had was in Mobile, Alabama, and I'm from Philadelphia originally. So big culture thought shock thoughts going through the head at that point, thinking about moving across the country in one way from North to South, but the whole experience of, of going to the job interview room and going into the job posting room is just really something when you enter the industry of baseball, it's one of those experiences that that's super unique to have. And obviously with those, big amounts of job postings comes the hundreds of people looking to fill those spots. And like I mentioned before, there's a lot of rooms, whether it be for job posting, interviewing, interview signups. Um, what kind of goes into the planning of all this to make sure that it's both a smooth process for the team looking for a person to fill a spot and the job seeker? Yeah, so planning starts pretty much the day after we return from the winter meetings. Um, we really rely on our survey results to kind of hear from um, our job seekers to what went well and what didn't go so well. Um, so using that feedback and start building out for the next year. Um, I couldn't do the job there alone. Um, we have Dr. Bell from St. Thomas University. She's actually has been at 25 out of the 26 job fairs. Wow. So without her, we would not have this job there. And she brings on around eight interns each year, and she hand-selects them. So it's the top of the class from St. Thomas University. 
and they just run everything for me on site, which is incredible. Um, so on the back end throughout the year, I'm planning the speakers for the Business of Baseball Workshop series. I'm figuring out, you know, is the job posting room still working? Is that a great system? We've actually eliminated the interview sign-up room, so now we're just pushing employers to directly contact job seekers just to kind of cut out that extra step. Mm-hmm. Like you said before, it's a lot of rooms and full overwhelming, so just trying to streamline communication a little bit. But um, we do have the interview room, and we have people manning that area, so it really takes a village to run the whole job there. It takes a, over a whole year to plan, and we're constantly tweaking things and trying new things and if it doesn't work it's not a failure it's just we got to try something different um so it's been really fun to kind of take over the job fair um this year will be my third job fair to run and just kind of trying to plan an event that fits all type of job seekers you know there's some people who look great on paper and they get those interviews very quickly when they submit for jobs and Mm -hmm. there's other people who are very personable and have no problem going up to somebody and doing their elevator pitch and saying this is why you should hire me and that's how they get the interview and um, so you're just kind of trying to design an event that works for everybody. When it comes to arriving at the decision to want to go into sports, whether it's high school, looking in colleges, selecting your major, sport management, sport administration has really become one of those more popular majors over the over the past few years. And the paths to take with that sports management degree vary from anywhere from working in pro sports to collegiate sports to recreation management. When I was in school, I know heading towards my senior year graduation, looking at internships, looking at full-time jobs, I remember having speakers come to my classes in my junior and senior years. And one aspect of your job is the minor league baseball college speaker series. So why don't you talk about the importance of minor league baseball being present in schools and getting in front of students to talk about the ins and outs of the uh, baseball industry? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Probably one of my favorite aspects of my jobs. Um, kind of got more involved with it um, last year. Originally, Vince Pearson, our director of diversity and inclusion, um, was in charge of the MILB College Speaker Series, and him and I worked very closely to develop the series. And he reaches out to his contacts, and he focuses on minorities and females, getting them into minor league baseball. And I look at it from our host cities when it comes to our events. So when we do the MILB Innovator Summit. It's in El Paso this year. So when we do our site visits, I try to stop at the local school just to remind them, like, hey, we're coming to your city. This could be a great career opportunity. Um, and I also do it for baseball winter meetings. So this past year or this year, we're in San Diego. And so I went up to different schools in the L.A. area and talked to schools like Pepperdine University or California State University um, just to kind of spread the good word, you know. I always wanted to work in sports, and I went to the University of Arkansas, and we had a minor league baseball team 15 minutes down the road, and I, just growing up in a major league market, didn't really know the opportunities within minor league baseball, so I never Mm -hmm. ventured out that way, and they're at my disposal. Um, So what I'm finding is going out to these schools and talking about it as a career option, people are like, oh, I never thought about this. Um, So I think it's extremely important that we continue to do our outreach and just talk about the opportunities. Um, With minor league baseball, you get your hands on everything, so it's a great way to start your career, and it's a great way to grow your career. Because um, you get to do everything from ticket operations to community relations to promotions. You're the person pulling the tarp or throwing the T-shirts in the stand. So it's been a lot of fun to go out there and explain our industry. And it's an industry that I've become very passionate about. Um, so I just hope as we continue to do these college series, people see the value in working in minor league baseball. And then they want to come to the baseball winter meetings. They want to come to the job fair and they want to find that first role. 
um, shortly after they graduate. Yeah, and I think it's so important to explore the different routes that you can work in when it comes to sports in general, minor league baseball, whether it be ticket sales, operations, promotions, and, and stuff like that. Going back to the job fair for a second, there's so much that goes into the planning of it. There's the people that go there. And for the people that go there, I mentioned before, it's kind of an overwhelming experience, really. So what would you say Mm -hmm. to job seekers, really? What what would be some preparation advice, preparation tips uh, if if they're going into their first winter meetings as as to what to expect? Yeah, absolutely. Once you register online for the PBO job there, you become a PBO.com member. So start there. Look at the jobs that are posted. A lot of the jobs posted online are also going to be the jobs posted at the job fair. But that way you get familiar with how the job description looks or what the job requirements look like as well. So you kind of get familiar. Start looking at all 160 clubs. Know where they are in the U.S. I've had a number of job seekers apply for positions like in Quad Cities. And they're like, I didn't realize that was in Iowa. I'm not going to move to Iowa. Yeah. Um, so it's we're there. I always say if you can spend hours creeping on the person you're online dating. You can creep hours on your potential employer. Um, The internet is a beautiful thing. LinkedIn is a great thing. Um, Just kind of be realistic with yourself. If you, like we're going to San Diego this year, so we're probably going to have a lot of job seekers from the California area. Look at the California League. Are you going to move north if you live in South California, or do you want to stay in that area? Um, So, PBO.com is a great resource. Look at our positions. Do some research on LinkedIn. Go to MILB.com as well. All the teams are listed there. You can creep on their front office pages. Look and see who's working in the organization. Do you like their culture? Creep on them on social media. Do you like their posts? Do you like their content? Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you can vibe well with them? There's so many resources out there. Just take an extra week just to prepare yourself before even stepping foot. Because that way, when you get into that job posting room, and you see that posting for Quad Cities, you're like, that's Iowa, I'm ready to go there. Yeah, the the preparation side is so big. I remember when I was going through the second part of my internship in Wilmington, Delaware in 2010, I was skimming PBO and also just checking out cities that I would be okay working in. And you mentioned the list of minor league teams that uh, that is on MILB.com. That's such such a great resource if you're looking to get into minor league baseball because you can legitimately find out everything from there and on those sites you can find the front office you can find former ticket plans that they've had you can learn so much information about the organizations that might have positions open and once you decide that okay this is a place i can see myself going and they're a place that has a job posting you really prepare yourself and and put yourself on on the top of the list once you once you know where you want to go. Absolutely, and it, it is overwhelming. And you know, we have 160 clubs, and you know, Major League Baseball also posts positions for the job fair as well. This is a service to them. Um, so it just take the time and really look to yourself and say, where do I want to go? Because a lot of people just get overwhelmed and they're like, I got to apply for everything. You don't. So, you know, you don't want to be that job seeker. I mean, employers talk in the employer workroom. They say, oh, did you get this resume too? Completely different work experience. What do they really want? Um, so be true to yourself and really kind of go in with a game plan. And if something your, catches your interest without you even realizing it, you can change your mind. You can still apply for it on site, but just be honest with yourself. You don't want to go through the whole interview process and say, oh, yeah, I'm not going to move across the country. Well, why were you interviewing for that position in the first place? Yeah. 
and I think it's worth mentioning as well with regard to the amount of positions that are there that it's pretty awesome interview practice for the people that are there, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, you can go through that one that's kind of shaky, and then you go to the next one, and you just keep telling it. And it's it's cool. to Like you said before, you had seven to eight in one day. I mean, that happens to a number of our jobs, a number of our job seekers at the job fair. Yeah. So, again, a totally unique experience out there. And another aspect of the job fair, the winter meetings in general, especially when it comes to the job seekers, if it's their first introduction into looking for positions in minor league baseball, is networking. Networking is one of those things that is so important across a lot of industries, but it's really integral to the culture of minor league baseball because there are 160 clubs, but... As a lot of people will say, minor league baseball is a small world. Everybody knows everybody. So there's a good chance, like you said, employers talk in in the rooms. Did you get this resume? Did you get that resume? So they talk about things like that. And it gives job seekers an opportunity to network even before they get into that interview room. So can you talk about the importance and, and how many opportunities there are for networking in addition to job seeking at the at the job fair at the winter meetings? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as we market the winter meetings, it's the largest gathering of baseball executives. So it's over 3,000 of them around site. So you could be walking down the hallway and pass by a GM or pass by a director. And, you know, a lot of networking happens in the evening. So it's very easy to be in the lobby bar just talking to somebody. And before you know it, he's looking for somebody who likes your personality and he's ready to have that interview the next day. And you didn't even apply for a job. Um, so just always be aware of your surroundings and attend different events. You know, we have the Business of Baseball Workshop Series, which kicks off the job there on Sunday. There's a number of presentations in the morning. Go up to the speaker afterwards. If you see them hanging out, a lot of them went through what you're going through. So they want to be able to get back as well. A lot of them want to pay it forward. And so approach them in the hallway. A lot of them will close their presentations and say, come say hi to me. Take them up on that offer. And just have a real conversation. You know, there are times where you want to pass your resume off to an executive. And there's times where it's just be yourself. Get to know the person. Because if they want to get your resume, they're going to ask for it. And I've seen a lot of job seekers kind of approach it in the wrong way. And I've seen a lot of job seekers absolutely kill the networking game. You know, there's other opportunities like the baseball trade show. Walk around the trade show floor. Maybe you don't start out on the club side, but maybe you work for one of our vendors. We have over 250 exhibitors on site. That's a great way to get to know people in Miami Baseball. Walk around, ask them what they do for the clubs, because if anything, you can walk back into your interview and say, oh, I talked to Rawlings. Why aren't you guys doing this, you know, kind of promotion with them? And then before you know it, they're saying, oh, you know about our industry. Let's hire you. Mm-hmm. Um, so lots of opportunities throughout the week. It's a busy week. We joke in the office that it is a marathon, not a Sprint. Yeah. Um, so to pace yourself, but it's just the networking opportunities are endless at the winter meetings. Yeah. And the winter meetings taking place in December, the Innovators Summit uh, takes place in September, usually around that time. So there's mm-hmm. a lot that goes into the planning of these events, whether it be the winter meetings, doing the college speaker series, the Innovators Summit. Um, from hotel blocking to food to registration and and that we've we've talked so much about what you do but that's also that stuff that that falls under your job description so with both events kind of in the second half of the year September December 
where when does the planning begin and how do you guys attack starting gosh i feel like it starts years beforehand but um no it really is the day we come back from the event from the previous year so we just quickly go over surveys we meet as a department um you know we're a department of about five to six full-time employees and very fortunate this year to have two associates who help us out um but we just kind of start breaking everything apart. We look at everything. How did it go? What could we have done better? Um, and then from there, starting in January of the year of the event, we are just, we're rocking and rolling with the event. You know, we're coming up with the collateral, our marketing materials. We're building our websites. We're going out to the venues to walk the space. You know, we switch locations from year to year. So we're working with new people each time and we want to get to know the local cities that we're out and exploring. Um, so really from January to May, we're out and about, we're writing new materials, we're fixing our agendas, we're starting to brainstorm different sessions and breakout ideas. Um, and then come May, we launched the Innovator Summit registration and, you know, I'm starting to go through the housing and registration process. And then in June, we're kicking off the baseball trade show registration. July is the job fair registration and August winter meetings. And then we're right back into September and we're at yeah. the event. So the year goes by very quickly. It doesn't feel like we have an off season anymore, right. um, but it's just, it's all worth it. And at each of these events, you mentioned there are another, there are a number of different topics that are covered in different sessions, whether it be via panel discussions, group therapy sessions. I know when I went to, the promo seminar, now the Innovator Summit, the group therapy sessions are, are kind of idea sharing sessions where you learn from other teams what could work for you, what's worked for them, find a way for it to work for your team and think of ideas or think of ideas for teams that you might be looking to work for. So how does minor league baseball pick what topics should be talked about and how do you guys keep it fresh year after year? Yeah, you know, I really give credit to Mark LeBan. He's our assistant director of special events and affiliate programming. He handles most of our programming. So I've never met somebody who reads as many newsletters or articles or social media posts as this man does. And he really spends a lot of time um, in figuring out our team's weaknesses and also their strengths. And he's in constant communication with different executives and you know, throughout the planning process, we're all going to different conferences, whether it is in baseball or we're kind of branching out into the sports industry and we're seeing what's going on and what are the trends. And we say, well, how do we bring this back to our club members so they can implement it in their ballparks? Um, so it's really just boots on the ground, going to different conferences, reading different newsletters and just getting feedback from our attendees. You know, we send out those surveys and we always say, what topics do you want to hear from? And we kind of start to bet out the programming from them. Well, that's awesome stuff. Uh, Paige, I, I want to thank you again for, for taking some time to chat. And uh, best of luck planning the 2019 events moving forward. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. And we'll catch you next time on After Hours, a minor league baseball podcast.